Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. I'm deeply honored that my remarkable colleagues decided to rehire me for another term as Republican leader. It is official. We fired Nancy Pelosi. Joe Biden told the American people he had nothing to do with their business dealings. He was a partner with access to an office. FTX. Huge setback for the crypto industry. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. A healthier life, the liberty to, of, uh, to pursue happiness free of the constraints that lack of health care might provide to family. If you want to be... <laughs> a photographer, a writer, an artist, a musician, you can do so. If you want to start a business, if you want to change jobs under the Affordable Care Act, you have that ability, that liberty to pursue your happiness. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. She's done. No place left to go. Little memory lane uh, audio from uh, Queen Nancy. Ding dong, Nancy's gone. Yeah, the <laughs> wicked witch is dead. That's not an appropriate question for you to ask. Poor, poor Clark. He's got all these little clips of Nancy. He's not gonna be able to use anymore. <laughs> I will do anything. There you go. <laughs> I, I suspect she'll hang around and do the shows and. Uh... Well, you know, she's she's <clears throat> saying that she's gonna take a back seat. And she didn't uh, run for any leadership because she's waiting for the appointment to uh, Italy. Apparently, that's what she wants to do is go be the ambassador to Italy. She must have a place over there so she can get free airfare or something. By the way, have you heard uh, the ongoing story about uh, Paul Pelosi and all the controversy? You know, the feds came out. Uh, and I'm sure this came with uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, directing the verbiage, but the feds came out and they said, eh, you know, the guy that uh, knocked uh, Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer, uh, you know, the police let themselves in. It wasn't uh, Paul Pelosi that let him in. But there's an NBC affiliate out in San Francisco that said, wait, 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 wait a minute. Uh, we've seen the video. And we've seen on the video, that, you know, the, the cameras that the, the, the police are wearing, Paul Pelosi opening the door and walking back in. <laughs> so there's, it's, you know, it's really sad. There, there was a time in our lifetime when if the federal government said something, your tendency was to believe them. But they are caught up in so many lives, especially anything coming out of the, the DOJ. It's it's uh, mind-boggling that you know you, you just you hear something out of the federal government and your first reaction is well I wonder if that's the case I wonder if that's true probably not and you know the correspondent uh, with NBC that broke the story initially he's and, been he's been yeah he's disappeared yeah yeah I mean I'm just wondering if he's um, I mean and you you would think uh, that NBC would at least address it and they haven't addressed no. it at all no so. no. Speaking of San Francisco, 
This week, San Francisco launched a guaranteed income program for transgender residents to receive payments each month for up to 18 months. <laughs> you, you wonder why the more and more people, they're always talking about, oh, you know, the transgender population is getting larger and larger. Well, let's see. I'm a transgender. I'm a 20-year-old guy in college. I think I'd like to shower with the girls and the women. <laughs> I think I'll be a transgender or, uh, you know what? I'm a narcissist and I really couldn't make the guys team, but I really want to play you know, uh, basketball. So I'll, I'll play for the girls. And now, um, yeah, gee, $1,200 a month for 18 months. All I got to do is say I'm a transgender. Mayor London Breed announced Wednesday that the guaranteed income for trans people, how is, how is this legal? So if you're a trans, you, you can qualify for this money from the government, but if you're not a trans, you can't. Now, I mean, there is uh, there's another stipulation on there that you got to have an income of $600 or less a month. But how in the world can that be e equal uh, treatment between its citizens? Quote, we know that our trans communities experience much higher rates of poverty and discrimination. So this program will target support to lift individuals in the community up, Breed said in a statement. We'll keep building on programs like this to provide those in the greatest need with the financial resources and services to help them thrive. Oh, so you mean like discrimination that a six foot two, 300 pound man dressed up as a woman <laughs> has a hard time getting a job? I'm amazed. Yeah. <laughs> and all those stinking capitalists who won't hire that person to be a receptionist at your restaurant, you know, a host at the restaurant. I mean, <laughs> what a name, London Breed, and doing a story like this. Isn't she the one that um, during COVID was doing like the funky cold Medina at a, at a bar or something, you know, and it was supposed to be no bars open probably. and mask and all that? She's a Democrat, probably. Yeah. According to the GIFT website, the city will prioritize transgender, non-binary, and gender-conforming people of color who are homeless or living with a disability or chronic illness, or an al or an illegal alien. <laughs> you got to be kidding me! So this is this is their this is their priority list to give out help in San Francisco: transgender, non-binary, gender non-conforming people of color who are homeless, living with a disability or chronic illness, or an illegal alien. So an illegal alien has the same intersectionality as someone who is homeless with a chronic illness well here it is it's again it's a it's a voting block it's a voting block that they've identified that they can you know they can segregate people in one issue voters again and you know pick and choose who they want to do things for just so, you know cause, so they can get votes i mean it's madness gift is one of several programs the city is developing implementing and evaluating to identify how to best support san francisco residents and promote economic stability and recovery the program is also providing the transgender guaranteed income recipients with wraparound direct services such as transgender medical and mental health care, case management, and financial coaching, according to ABC7. You know, I mean, how much is this actually going to cost the people of San Francisco? What was that about, wraparound? In other words, uh, <laughs> your okay. mental health... Uh, you, you know, you want to chop off Uncle Albert, they'll help you there. Uh, okay. Give you a, a story, in, a story in San Francisco. I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> the phrase wraparound. I mean, uh, I mean, they don't call it San Francisco, San Francisco for no reason. You know? uh, so they're going to spend uh, somewhere around six point million just to start this program. 
and they wonder why people are leaving California as quick as they can. <laughs> you know, I mean, U-Haul always puts out these annual, it might even come out more than once a year, but you know, last time I checked, they you, you can figure out if you want to move to San Francisco or to California and you want to rent a U-Haul from a long distance into California, they will practically pay you to rent the truck. Oh, yeah. But if you want to come out of California to a place like Florida, it's astronomically expensive. And I'm telling you, the nut out there that's the governor is going to be the Democrat nominee for president next election. I, I, I'm telling you. Pretty boy. I, I can see it coming. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Joe, you know, everyone keeps saying, well, Joe's going to run. Joe's going to run. Um, every every day, I mean, did you hear Joe again today? I mean, every day he seems like to deteriorate his mental faculties. I mean, it's terrible. I, I don't know if you heard uh, Tom Tillis on Henry's program this morning, though. Uh, one of the things that Henry asked Tillis was, is Joe going to run? And Tillis said he, he really does think he's going to run. Now, how old is Joe now? He's uh, he's like seventy eight. Yeah, I mean he he would uh, so he'd be eighty. He would definitely be the oldest ever to run for president mm -hmm. and the most senile. Yeah, he'd be seventy nine. So gosh, so he'd be eighty one. So he'd be eighty one. He'd finish his term. He'd be almost eighty six. Yeah, uh, at least it, November twenty. Oh wow, that's, oh, that's, that's coming up. That's coming it? up. What's yeah. today? That's um, Monday. Today is the seventeenth. Uh, yeah, that Monday. 18th, 19th, 20th, yeah, yeah. So he'll be 80, yeah. So he'll, he'll, be, uh, he'll be up there. Carolina Journal has got an interesting survey out. They've actually taken a new poll since the election. One of the things they have found out was the question of right track, wrong track. Apparently, the right track went up by 10 percentage points in uh, November, late October, early November. And... Uh, so more people said they were on the right track than the wrong track as compared to uh, earlier in the fall. 73% said that uh, we're on the wrong track in October and early November. Well, since, I'm sorry, since the uh, uh, election, now 63% say we're on the right, uh, the wrong track. So uh, it, it went in the uh, <laughs> right, wrong direction by 10 percentage points. The result landed uh, just one week since the midterm elections uh, in which Republicans make sweeping gains at the state level and came within one seat of capturing supermajorities in both chambers of the legislature. Overall, Republicans in North Carolina had a better night than Republicans across the nation, said John Locke Foundation President Donald Bryson. It seems like Republicans may have cost themselves a lot of votes due to vague messaging about their political agenda. This same thing we've been saying for the last mm -hmm. <clears throat> couple of weeks, even before then, that the messaging by Republicans is abysmal. Now, do you know if this was, uh, it says 600 likely GOP primary voters from November 12th to 24. Yes. So, I mean, is that in North Carolina or nationally? I, I'm sure that? this is North Carolina. So, um, I mean, could it be uh, since the GOP went red, could they be feeling better about things because of the sweep in North Carolina? You know, I, I would think so. I mean, I do. I mean, if if we had lost everything and just gained those Supreme Court seats, I'd have felt better. Mm -hmm. But uh, we we did well across the board. So in North Carolina, so yeah, I, I think so. Well, it's probably the thoughts that hey, we've got 
what we're one vote short from being a supermajority in the house and we've, we've got a supermajority in, in the senate and and we've got a supreme court now that's not you know democrats that ignore the constitution we, we have going forward so i anticipate uh I anticipate when we talk to Jim Perry in the future and Keith Kidwell in the future and our other sources up there, I expect they're going to be very busy when they go back in January. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's interesting, too. The News and Observer ran a, a story today talking about, okay, what is going to happen in regards to legislation uh, on abortion? And, uh, of course, as Benny just said, Republicans, one short, uh, one, one vote short in the House for a supermajority. They've got a supermajority in the Senate. But the question is, can they bring some Democrats over and vote with them on the abortion issue? Tammy Fitzgerald, the executive director of uh, the conservative North Carolina Values Coalition, said, yes, yeah, she didn't mention any by name. But she said there have been those in the past who have sided with Republicans. Cooper has blocked multiple Republican abortion bills in recent years. In April of 2019, Republicans passed Senate Bill 359, the Born Alive Bill, which instructed medical professionals to care for newborns who survive an abortion and proposed criminal charges, fines up to $250,000 for physicians and nurses who did not comply. The bill passed the Senate and the House, and uh, it also did receive some votes from Democrats, including Garland Pierce, who represents Hoke and Scotland counties, has served in the House since 2005. Uh, he is still serving in the House, and uh, so he's possibly a vote that could come over on this. And by the way, Cooper vetoed that bill, which I don't know how that would not be uh, malfeasance to the point of murder. I mean, you have an individual that is born alive, even though the attempt was for an abortion, and Cooper vetoes that. Yeah, I, and I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know the legal aspects of it, but I can't imagine a doctor doesn't have the responsibility to do something in that situation. Yeah, but I, I just you're, you think the conscience would? Yeah, certainly uh, the conscience, without a doubt. Republicans passed another measure, House Bill 453, in the spring of 21 which would have banned physicians from performing abortions due to race, sex of the fetus, or because the fetus is suspected of having Down syndrome. Uh, this bill was also vetoed by Cooper, passed the Senate on a party-line vote, but received support from six Democrats in the House, three of whom are in the, remain in the legislature, Pierce, as well as Representative Amos Quick of Guilford County and Michael Ray of Halifax in Northampton counties, Again, that that is mind-boggling, and it, so so you can you can have an abortion based on race, <laughs> and, and yet the Democrats want to come across as you know calling the Republicans racist. Well, you know it it proves what we've talked about before in, in North Carolina. I, there, you know there are a lot of Democrats in the General Assembly in North Carolina that don't believe in that kind of stuff, but they are forced. Yeah. Their hand is forced by – all you got to do is look at the campaign finance reports for various people, and I do that all the time. When you look at the money they have pouring in from out of state, their hand is called. They have to go again. You know their principles. They don't believe in that stuff. They can't. Well, I would like to think that Garland Pierce, the, the Democrat that voted for both those bills 
and yet is still in office, was just reelected, I would think if you're going to vote for those two bills that there's a good likelihood, a positive likelihood, that he would vote with Republicans on any pro-life legislation. You would think. We'll see. And there are, you know, uh, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I know there are, you know, there are some uh, Democrat ministers in the General Assembly that I, I just can't imagine them voting like the way they do, except, you know, I guess it just boils down to uh, well, politics and where the money's Raphael coming from. Raphael Warnock is a uh, minister, too. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, the, again, there was a time and a place where that actually meant something. I hate to say it, but. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't mean what it used to. Hey, we're going to take a time out. Lots more to talk about. And uh, we are going to play political trivia in a little bit. So uh, your category, don't call you up, but your category is presidential practices. Fun question, good prize package. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Your 5 o'clock drive. The drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Tom, Benny, and Clark, and uh, we will play political trivia in a little bit. Presidential practices is your category. Taking a look at your weather forecast. Clear skies tonight, cold, low of 27. Tomorrow, mainly sunny sky, high of 53. A few clouds tomorrow night, a low of 30. Saturday. Mainly sunny sky, high near 55, so warming up just a tad bit for the uh, pirate game. Excuse me. I have not been drinking. Uh, Considerable cloudiness Saturday night, a low of 34. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Whether you're looking to spin your fall courtside or greenside, Ironwood Golf and Country Club offers a variety of memberships tailored to fit your lifestyle with no initiation fee required. Remember, if you're headed down to the beach this fall, pack your clubs because Ironwood members receive reciprocal golf and dining privileges at the Beaufort Club and uh, in, in uh, Beaufort and Compass Point and Magnolia Greens located near Wilmington. For more information, contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653. Remember, too, Christmas is coming up, so if you're looking for that perfect gift for a loved one, Ironwood has gift certificates available. Uh, looking for the perfect gift... For you and your family, join Ironwood. No initiation fee required. Again, Jenna's number, 252-752-4653, to learn more about Ironwood. The um, Christmas with the Embers is coming up again this year. That is one of the highlights. It's sort of become a tradition here at Interbanks and uh, for Eastern North Carolina. It is a great Christmas show. It will be back on Monday, December the 19th at Reimage Church in Winterville. Was it last year or two years ago? It got snowed out initially. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, a couple of years. Snow. Snow. It, it, I don't know if there's any, I don't see any snow in the forecast right now, but who knows. Once again, we're teaming up with Pitt County Operation Santa Claus. We'll be donating money and toys to help kids in need this holiday season. Purchase your tickets online right now. Go to WTIBFM.com. And our thanks to our sponsors for this Embers Christmas concert, the Air Doctor, Hardee's, Fantastic Sam's, Greenville Utilities, Telco Credit Union, Speedy Oil Change, and Auto Service, Gioco. Uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, saying that correct, am I? Uh, six, I'm sorry, 264 Shoes and Apparel, Greenville Toyota, Pear Electronics, Southern Bank, Amera Health uh, of North Carolina, Caritas, America Health Caritas of North Carolina. 
Uh, Christmas with the Embers. <clears throat> wouldn't it be great? I know I'm in the minority, but wouldn't it be great if we had a white Christmas? You racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, no, during Christmas. Uh, no, I mean, it's something magical about a white Christmas, don't you think? Oh, yeah. It, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it, I mean I'm, I'm, what's interesting about North Carolina is, uh, you know, during just the first couple of years we were down here, this, this was in with like a three-year period. That would have we been 1989? Well, we had a Christmas that <laughs> was, uh, we were out in shorts. Mm-hmm. And it was probably in the low 70s. And within two or three years, we had a Christmas where there was a, at least a foot of snow. When did you move here? 86. Yeah, 1989 um, was the white Christmas. That year. was the fact, one. It, that was the, it was the first white Christmas I ever experienced in North Carolina. I think we've had maybe one or two more um, decent snows, but nothing big. But that was uh, the further south you went, like at, like at the beach in Beaufort, uh, North Carolina, There was there's pictures of, you know, like, big drifts they had 12 on the the beach yeah like 12 14 inches of snow down there i think jacksonville area even had more because it was a i mean the only way we get snow is basically a coastal low that kind of backs up and you know the cold air is here and the pushes the uh, water from the kind of like lake effect snow if you will of the ocean but uh anyway it was uh it was a mess speaking of nancy queen nancy Mm. daily wire is reporting the bishop who denied Pelosi communion said Biden brings about pain and death. The Catholic bishops of America chose their new leader of their pro-life committee on Wednesday. And not only was he the first U.S. bishop to publish a catechetical letter discouraging gender transitioning and using gender pronouns that had nothing to do with biological sex, he also issued a ban on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi receiving communion in his Arlington, Virginia diocese. Bishop Michael Burbage was elected the leader of the pro-life committee by a vote of 174 over six, uh, to 63 over Bishop Sean McKnight of Jefferson City, Missouri. Burbridge wrote last May the communion ban on Pelosi issued by the San Francisco Archbishop Salvador uh, Cordelion in Bishop's and I'm sorry, in Pelosi's home of San Francisco was his guidance asserting, quote, he is her bishop, and as the bishop, the direction and guidance he provides is not limited just to a geographical area. Cordelion had written on May of 2022, after numerous attempts to speak with her and help her understand the grave evil she is perpetrating, the scandal she is causing, and the danger to her own soul that she is risking, I have determined that the point has come in which I must make a public declaration that she is not to be admitted to Holy Communion unless and until she publicly repudiates her support for abortion rights and confess and receive absolution for her cooperation in this evil in the sacrament of penance. Uh, after Cordelion issued his ban on Pelosi receiving communion, she defied it receiving communion at Holy Trinity in Georgetown. Last October, Burbage condemned Biden's stated desire to codify a national right to abortion. Quote, the role of Congress is to pass laws that serve the common good, and yet this priority of the president only brings about pain and death, he said. Uh, Burbage has been outspoken in his commitment to making pro-life issues the centerpiece of activities at the Arlington Diocese and uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia said Olivia Gaines Turner, president of the Virginia Society for Human Life. You know, I bring this up not not just to harp on Pelosi and Biden, 
But even even in light of what passed yesterday, the Respect for Marriage Act, where 12 Republicans voted for that, I, I think our our elected leaders don't understand the huge partisan divide that is in this country today. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that that, that this that these Catholics represent 50%, but I mean, I think there are a lot of evangelicals that would agree with these bishops. And, but, but they pass certain legislation like the Respect for Marriage Act, and it's, it's almost passed in a glib way that, you know, it, it's a, as if it's a preference and not a life issue. I mean, it's not like, oh, like vanilla chocolate over chocolate or vice versa. I mean, th- these are life issues that uh, people have dedicated their life and their faith to these issues. And in, in, and in some cases, I really do think it's a matter of uh, that, you know, they are willing to go to the mat for these issues. And yet we have these, we've had these leaders that have just sort of glibly said, well, you know what, we're going to pass it and you learn to live with it. Well, you think about where we've got to today. I, I mean, I, I think we've talked about this before. I, I'm a little left of you on on marriage issues, a little left of center, I know. I mean, I, I personally believe in civil unions. I mean, I believe there's a place for civil unions from a legal standpoint. It has nothing to do with religion or anything, I believe. But think about Barack Obama in 2008 said that marriage was between a man and woman. But today, if I come out today and take that hard stance, say I'm a leader of a uh, you know, corporate, you know, large corporate institution or institution, say, like the University of North Carolina or East Carolina University. So if I came out and said that position today, I would lose my yeah. job more than likely. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that the LGBTQ plus community is going to sit back and say, well, we've got civil unions, so that's all we want? Oh no, 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 they, no they of course won't. not. And and that's that's one of the reasons why I am where I am on this marriage issue because they will push and push and push until you capitulate and you celebrate and they're allowed to go into your church and be married by your minister and if they and if that minister doesn't cooperate they're going to be in some sort of legal trouble. Well, even even past that, and and you know, Democrats can call in and argue if they want to, but they'll lose the argument because the the you know the Democrat Party's been taken over by radicals. Not only they don't want that, they they want me penalized legally in any way possible yeah. if I say I disagree with their position. Yeah. yeah. Not that uh, not that I'm say hey, y- you can do whatever you want to. No, I've got to agree with their position or. They want. They would want me to be charged with hate speech. I mean, that's that's yeah. how far we've come in just ten or twelve years. Well, it's probably been closer to twenty years. But yeah, I can remember. You know, when when the political correctness first emerged. I, I mean, most conservatives looked at it and said, "Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. This is a joke, right?" Yeah. And uh, kudos to the progressives. They've pushed it down everybody's throat to the point that a lot of people are, have, you know, backed off. Oh, I can't go there. I can't say that. And you know, you know why we're here is because we, cause people, not only elected leaders, but leaders of uh, corporate and institutional America, and like the 12 Republicans that voted for this yesterday, is because they've sat back and said, ah, you know, they just they give a little bit every bit yep. every day. And then all of a sudden we're here. Well, how did we get here? Yep. Yep. I mean, that's the way it works. And again, you know, when it comes to bipartisan deals, do the, do the conservatives ever prevail? 
I mean, if there's a bipartisan deal and a conservative and a, and a liberal come together and they, I, I guarantee you that the, the agenda of the liberal has, has gone forward while the agenda for the conservative has backed up. And the Democrat Party, don't, they don't give on anything. They don't compromise on anything. And, and it's, we've got to a point in the country where, I mean, there's very little, I mean, when I say very little, I mean, like just a few things that you can get anyone to agree on. Yeah. And it's yeah. um, even when it's good for the country. Yeah. Hey, listen, let's lighten things up a little bit, shall we? Let's play political trivia. 561-8255. Got a category of presidential practices, a good prize package. Don't think too hard about this question now, okay? That's that's your first hint. Don't think too hard about it. Presidential practices. Presidential practices. Now, uh, just, a, just a quick hit. Can we eliminate Bill Clinton? Because you know, he, he kind of <laughs> broadens the practices when it comes to presidential practices. Actually, Bill Clinton participated in this practice. Oh, okay. So, okay. There you this go. might get good and spicy. 561 <laughs> Give us a call. We'll play when we get back. We're not done yet. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Time for political trivia. Your category, presidential practices. The prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We've also got a gift certificate from Fit for Life, including two free training sessions with a coach, a $20 gift card to Mutual... Uh, mutual Mucho bueno. Mucho bueno. Thank you. <laughs> My dentures are falling out. In Havelock or or El Mexicano in Newport. Lunch or dinner. Great restaurants serving great food served up to you by the Morales family. Also a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. Delicious made-from-scratch goodies. And a gift certificate to the Ironwood <laughs> Golf and Country Club. Uh, first up, remember, first of all, anyone who has uh, played recently and won, let 60 days pass before you play again. First up in Emerald Isle is Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Hey. You ready to play? I am. I all right. Now, it's always hard to be first up. Well, don't overthink <laughs> this, okay? That's your first hint. Okay. Don't overthink this. I did overthink Good. it. Here's your question. <laughs> 222 years ago, John Adams began a certain practice during his presidency. Apparently, it was so popular that every other president has also participated in this practice. What was this routine first begun by John Adams 222 years ago this month? Well, I guess he gave the State of the Union. Great guess. That was uh, Benny's first guess. That was actually my first guess. Yeah, but that's not it. But uh, good guess. Okay, well... It's probably more trivial than that, but anyway. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bruce. Give us a call back. 561-8255. Let's go to Chris in Greenville. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to Nick in Havelock. Hi, Nick. Hey, Nick. Hi. Did you hear the question? Yes, sir. I think it's uh, pardon the turkey. Pardon the turkey. That was also <laughs> one of, I, I test drove this question. That's what someone else had said. That is not it. Good, good Thanksgiving answer, but that is not it. Thanks, Nick. Five six one eight uh, five six one. Why? Uh, I am just losing my mind. Eight two five two. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go to Mark at Holly Ridge. Hey, Mark. Hi, boys. Hey, Mark. Hey, how are you doing today? Good. Doing great. 
Uh, did you hear the question? <laughs> well, I heard the question, and all of my uh, answers have been picked already. Uh, to what do you think, boys? I don't know. Should Should I give you a hint? Another hint. Sure. I'll, I'll all right. It was, it was said that when Adams first began this routine, it was not something he enjoyed. What do you think? Uh, I don't know, White House tours? White House tours. Well, that's, that's an interesting answer considering what the correct answer would be. I would just say this, that... Um, you're in the right zip code, mm-hmm. but uh, but that's not the answer. But you're in the right zip code. You've helped somebody else. All right, Nick. Think about it. Give us a call back. 561-8255. I think it's Mark in Holly Ridge. Ken. Ken. Hey, Ken. Hey, Ken. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, um, hey. Good to hear from you. What do you think? I'll try cri- Christmas tours. Christmas tours. No, it's not nah. it. Not it. It's not it. Lean a little heavier towards another part of what he said in his answer, what Nick said in his answer. Five six one eight two five five. Good, good guess though. Good guess. Five six one eight two five five. I'll give you another hint as soon as we get another caller on here. Two five two two five eight nine. Why? I'm, I'm giving out my cell number. Two five two five six one eight two five five. Let's. Hey Joe, how are you, sir? Hey Joe. Doing well, thank you. How about you guys? You're doing great. Doing so what was it that John Adams started that every other president has done? Here's another hint for you. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Of all the presidents, Harry Truman was the only one who stopped doing this routine for a time, but he picked it back up before he left office. What do you think? Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I'm going to butcher it worse than anyone else. I was going to say acknowledge Thanksgiving, but uh, you, the hints you gave before, I, I, I was—I know I'm wrong, but that was mine. No, <laughs> uh, no, nah, nah, that's it. That's not it. It's—it's it's, not bad though. That's not a bad deal. Mm. But I will say this as another hint for anybody else that's on hold: it has nothing to all do right. with Thanksgiving. All right. Thanks, Joe. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Give us a call back five six one eight two five five. Let's go to James. Hey, James. Hey, James. Hey, I'm going to guess swimming in the Potomac, because Adams did that. I don't know if other presidents... Well, no, Adams did do that. In fact, he did it in uh, Buck Naked, and uh, some woman caught him one time, but uh, that's not it, but good guess. That is a good guess. Five six one eight two five five. Is it George? Hey, George. Hey, George. What do you think, George? You need, do, do we need another hint? No, I think he swam naked in the Potomac, so I'm going to say swam naked. I went outside naked. Uh, we did. We you, now he uh, was uh, Bill Clinton was brought up by Benny, but that's not. It. <laughs> now, every president has gone outside naked since uh, since. John. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible, but I don't think that's it, George. But thanks for uh, calling. Good guess. Five six one eight two five five. Where's the mind of our listeners? Rick is on the line. Hey, Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey. hey, turn your turn your radio down and listen over the phone because otherwise you're going to get confused. Um, I got you. Okay. Uh, 222 years ago, John Adams began a certain practice during his presidency. Such a popular idea. Every other president has done the same since then. What was this routine? First bought, done by John Adams. Don't overthink it. It is said that John Adams was the first, uh, while he was the first one to begin this routine, it is not something he enjoyed at first when he first started doing this. 
Uh, hint number two, of all the presidents, Harry Truman is the only one who stopped doing this routine for a time, but he picked it back up again before he left office. Here's another hint for you. Interestingly, only presidents and their families are allowed to do this routine. Decorate for Christmas. That's not it. That is not it. But uh, again, I'd say kinda warm. you're, you're kind of warm, but that's not code. it. 561-8255. Let's go to Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey. What do you think? I got a guess. It's, um, he moved into the White House. Bingo! There you go. <laughs> Every president since Adams has lived in the White House. 222 years ago this month, John Adams... Moved into a White House. It was still under construction, miserable conditions, out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, every president has lived in it since. Harry Truman, they had to do major renovations because it was literally collapsing when Harry Truman went in. Yeah, if you read John Adams' notes and the book by, by David McCullough on John Adams, he really loved his farm in Massachusetts. And he was a farmer at heart. So he, he really wasn't happy. He was not happy to go to Washington. Jason, where are you calling from? Uh, calling from James City. All right. Well, hang on, Jason from James City. You're our winner, and thanks for everybody who called. Benny and I will be right back. Back to news and views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Congratulations to Jason Brogy of James City. He uh, got our political trivia right. And, again, I said don't overthink it. <laughs> uh, every, every president since John Adams has lived in the White House. And uh, he moved in 222 years ago. So congratulations, Jason. It uh, had nothing to do with uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas. Carrie Lake, who is uh, basically with 99% of the vote in, is said to be uh, losing by 17,000 votes. She has said that she is hanging in there, that she has a sharp crack team working on options and uh, she basically is saying, look, what we have said for the last two years, this, this proves it. You know, apparently so many of the machines, and, and you look at the evidence of this, and it's, it's either one of two things. It's either fraud or total incompetence. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people are that stupid. But apparently so many of the printers were so low on ink <laughs> <laughs> that the you know apparently you go in it's one of those deals you you press the machine and the machine spits out a ballot with your selections you double check the ballot to make sure that's who you voted for and then you feed it into the tabulator well the printer was so low on toner that where the i guess little circles would have been filled in by the printer it's so faint that the tabulators couldn't pick it up oh gosh and uh, so now, and again, this is the same Maricopa County that um, was, had all kinds of problems two years ago and has problems again this time. Now, Katie Hobbs, the person who is supposedly winning the governor's race, said she wouldn't pursue any drastic changes to Arizona election processes. Of course well, she would. Of course not. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you're the Secretary of State who is in charge of overseeing the elections. So if you come out and say, yeah, we need major changes, what are you saying? You're saying that you're incompetent. But secondly, you won. Mm-hmm. And you talk about a conflict of interest. Bill Gates, who chairs the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, no relation to the other Bill Gates, 
uh, has pushed back against the allegation of fraud. Gates, who is a Republican, I mean, you know, they always find some, well, he's a Republican, so they couldn't be cheating because he's a Republican. Yeah, right. Uh, he said, no, no, no fraud. It was just some technical issues. And again, one of two things, either it was fraud or you ought to be taken out and flogged for being that incompetent. You know, I don't, I don't know how it works in Arizona, but, um, why, like in North Carolina, I think it's all over North Carolina. I know I'm, the places i'm familiar with in north carolina and i assume they're use the same law but um on election night they get they post uh early voting results first thing so that's why in north carolina you'll see you know right, like you right. saw cherry beasley way ahead ted right, bud right so so why do they wait on that um why do they wait in other states like Arizona to wait to see how many votes you need? Well, I think bingo. You just answered the question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it is fraud, of course they would wait. Why? Because hey, suddenly, hey, hey, hey guys, we need an extra seventeen thousand votes. Okay, okay. Oh, gee, oh, look, we found them. You know, I maybe we're maybe we're to the point where well, one states, you know, they've got a constitutional right to to do uh, their elections any way they want to, but maybe we're to, to the point where it just needs to be done by an independent arm that's not elected. I don't know. But who, who's truly independent? Then you can buy off. I don't know. It's just it's just that uh, it seems to be, why why does this happen in, the, in the, the five or six swing states? This is where it's happening. Well, you know, it's that's, interesting. It's kind of interesting. In Pennsylvania, Republicans control at least one of the two chambers. Mm-hmm. They might control both. Why in the world doesn't Pennsylvania come down hard with state laws, especially as they do their voting and counting in Philadelphia? Because that seems to be the major issue. Always is. Congratulations again to Jason down in James City. James Brogy, our political trivia winner. Congratulations. And listen, uh, we'll do this again tomorrow, 5 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody. All right, all right.